0: Do you think that one of our biggest mistakes in last mile delivery is our reliance on the postal service? We'll find out more about that in my last episode. And I talked to Graham at border buddy, our industry expert All about this subject. Plus, we get into New Year's resolutions for your business and your supply chain. Make sure that you go and check that out. And that is at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 41. You're not going to want to miss that one. Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes Humphrey. And each week, I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry, you will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up to date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. First, a word from our sponsor, Border Buddy.
1: More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. BorderBuddy sees the struggle and has created a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce shopping cart like Shopify, Magento, eBay, and others, allowing you ease and peace of mind when selling to customers in North America. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from your door to theirs in real time. We're the first API-based custom solution. Just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com forward slash Let's Talk Supply Chain.
0: So welcome to the show, Dimitri.
1: Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. So data and integration, they're huge topics in supply chain today. So we have a lot of information to cover today. So let's get started. Why don't we start with you telling us about HALFT? Who, who is Holft and what exactly do you do?
1: Excellent. Well, thanks for letting me do that. I, uh, I have a particular passion in talking about these guys, uh, as in the, The whole concept behind what Hulft is attempting to do is, is really key. So our whole goal is to help our customers unlock the potential of information. That's a very lofty thing to say. What does it really mean? Most of our customers have silos of information trapped in legacy, trapped in uh, proprietary, trapped in stuff that they've lost control over and aren't even sure what it is. And so what is it we do to help them? We take unstructured data, just bit streams, we find the patterns, and we translate that into modern language, so JSON, XML, the language of cloud. And so what we do is we restore their control, and we give them back their data so that they can make real business decisions and win in whatever business they're trying to accomplish.
0: Wow, I love that. And yet data seems to be a really, really important subject. Um, A couple of episodes I've had, especially the one with Eric Johnson talking about technology in supply chain, you know, he was talking about how you need to clean up your data house today to be able to be successful in the future.
1: Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. What I'm seeing, I, I've got a customer here uh, now that is uh, in the top three largest automobile manufacturers on earth. And they are particularly proud of what they've done with their data. And even with all of that said, they're having us take on data from scanners that are upwards of 25 years old, take on data out of mainframes, take on data out of AS400s, um, as well as data coming out of uh, Amazon's IoT cloud and make that data come. Uh, coexist, make that data intercommunicate. And so we are building for them a bridge that their entire supply chain can use to make sure that when parts hit the loading dock, they're not sitting there, they're not damaged, and they're useful right then and there.
0: Amazing, amazing. So I know that you know in in past history of Hulft, um they they you guys haven't really necessarily been in supply chain. I think supply chain is something fairly recent for you. So why why did you get into supply chain?
1: So. I, I was brought in, uh, for Hulf supply chain is very recent. For me, not so much. I've, uh, um, being in Michigan, uh, I've been in manufacturing and supply chain for well over 20 years. And what I saw and the reason I was so passionate about Hulft is I started as a partner of Hulft. And the reason I was so passionate was they took for me two pieces of legacy data. Mainframe data and AS400 data, and they transformed it into data that I could put into uh, modern cloud. And they did it so fast that I said supply chain with all of its silos, with all of the communication paths, with all the collaboration that you need to have is the place we have to attack first because they need the most help for that data.
0: So you were a user before you came to work with Hulft.
1: I was a user, I uh, very quickly was converted to be an evangelist and uh then I was uh someone that was that was uh brought on board because of my passion.
0: Yeah, and I can I can definitely see that. I mean, there's passion oozing through that microphone. So, <laughs> but I I really I really think that that is is important. It's an important piece to note that you were an early adopter of Hulft in supply chain. You saw the, um, you know, what what they could do for the industry and what they could do for other supply chains. And um, instead of just being a user, you got involved and you're now helping other supply chains. And I think that's, you know, kudos to you. I think that's uh, amazing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So one of the things that uh, I I started uh, I've been in IT for for quite a while and I started uh, uh with DevOps with uh the worlds of uh the pivotal cloud foundries, the open shifts where high-end development's going and it's really seemed like uh in supply chain and other areas people were being left behind because they were trying to bring every supply chain data transformation Out the same way you would a high-end DevOps project. Hulft was able to bring tools to bear that didn't create this huge science project, but instead did the transformation with some graphical tools that allowed the endpoint customer, that supply chain manager, that plant manager, that dock manager, to get what he needed fast, in a hurry. And without having to uh, spend a year and millions of dollars, instead their data was right there and they could act on it and move their business forward.
0: And that's a really great segue into my next question, because I believe that the IT departments, uh, especially in supply chain, because we have been left behind, they are so tasked and bogged down, um, not only with data, But with integration um, and with everything else that I believe that they are running to catch up on. And that doesn't, and that's sort of across the board, not necessarily just in manufacturing or shipping. Um, I think it's also for service providers as well. So why are they so tasked and bogged down?
1: So in supply chain, you have a lot of proprietary solutions. You have a lot of solutions that, because of how many people or how many organizations are involved, uh, I just I just saw a statistic today that said before anybody puts on a pair of jeans, those jeans have traveled thirty thousand miles and have been touched by at least uh at least six providers of of uh, uh inside parts so if you look at that that's a pair of jeans can you imagine a car can you imagine something bigger and so with that said i think the bogged down nature of it comes in just a sheer scope the the average automobile is 2000 parts so if you're looking at 2000 companies that have to come together to build something it Cannot possibly put their hands around all of it, and so you need that uh, IT and OT synergy, which doesn't happen very often. You need that to be able to win the game, and uh, because that doesn't happen so often, that's why they've been bogged down, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then, so the next, you know, the next bit of, I, I think of of um, information and data. Uh, that is critical to supply chain and, you know, to the components and the collaboration and things like that is security and control. Um, I think that that's something that we don't talk about all that often. However, it's coming up more and more as the hackers mm-hmm. get into bigger systems, um, I think it's definitely something that companies in supply chain need to be thinking about. So why is security and control so important to supply chain today?
1: Supply chain is all about talking between different entities. So if you can't trust who you're talking to, and if you can't trust the commitments they make through that collaboration, the entire supply chain fails. And so building proper federations, building proper uh, chains of negotiation and chains of inter- information interconnect and real-time rapid chains is, is the lifeblood of supply chain. And so to me, uh, the security aspect of it and the control aspect of that information goes Hand in hand. And so that's, again, something that's uh, um, critical to solve, not just by IT, but also by OT to make the entire process function.
0: Yeah. And I think we, you know, another good point about that is almost that cybersecurity component. Um, Mm. And I just sort of want to talk to you about that because, you know, supply chain is sort of new to the data. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: We're,
0: we're talking about cleaning up our data to be successful in the future. How security minded do we need to be, um, as far as the data is concerned?
1: I, I think we need to. Uh, truly be security minded, I think a lot of times the knee jerk reactions are, let me just lock this thing, whatever that data is away in a vault. And I think one of the things that we never really stop to do is to classify the security nature of the data. Because Supply chains about collaboration. Supply chains about m- sharing that data and and acting on what you see and what you're getting. And so, securing from the standpoint of being able to trust it is one thing. Securing from uh, prying eyes is another thing. And when you consider that you're trying to get public private. Uh, hybrid clouds in the mix, uh, I think the appropriate thing to do is classify first. And so a lot of times in cybersecurity, we move to encrypt, we move to create uh, firewall structures, the rest of that. Uh, I don't think we stop enough to to classify. And so uh, I think that's where cybersecurity could really help in the authentication and authorization standpoint, not just access.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really great point um, because people and companies and, you know, supply chain teams, if they're not comfortable with uh, data and what that means for their company, a lot of times they're thinking about, you know, this is competitive information that I don't want to get out there. Um, so I think a lot of people are, you know, yes, we need to collaborate. It's going to make our supply chains better, but at the same time, they're sort of like, how do we collaborate and not give out competitive information?
1: Correct. 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 And, and at the same time, I still need to ask you for seven widget Xs that are going to be delivered every 20 minutes to build my product. And a lot of times I have to ask that across a public cloud where I don't even know who's uh, sitting next to me and who else is listening or who else is acting. So, so
0: how do we, I guess maybe you've already answered this, but how does how does a company sort of mitigate that risk or is it, is it something that they, I mean, I guess it's something that they should be concerned about. Again, you said classify it, right? So mm-hmm. classify it as far as information or data that can be shared versus information and data that is competitive and uh, isn't to be shared.
1: Correct, correct. And then there's a, there's a concept, uh, three R's of security, uh, repave, rotate, and repair. And, uh, so if you, it was done by folks from Google, um, and so one of the concepts they have is because this data is real time and this data changes shape and changes, uh, value Depending on when you see it and and, uh, depending on where you see it, some of the important things are not to get hung up on, again, locking it away in a vault, but more so get hung up on providing the data, separating the metadata and providing that differently, Uh, patching nonstop. So whatever you find uh, as holes or errors, changing nonstop, meaning Whatever updates you're going to do, whatever you're going to, whatever you're going to make new to be able to do that almost as real time as the data is coming out. And then, um, just reworking the overall lines of communication. If you do that just as real time as your data is coming out, what you're doing is providing the least uh, uh, available attack vector versus the guys whose server is operational for seven years. Well, what that means is you've given somebody seven years worth of try and try and hack. But if you rotate and repair and repave every thirty minutes because you've got new function, you've got new capability, new data out there. Well, then he's only or she's only got thirty minutes of attack before their entire world changes. And so you mitigate a lot just in that.
0: And that makes complete sense. But I have to tell you, it does sound a little bit overwhelming and a little bit scary to someone who, you know, has a little bit of a tech background, uh, but not so much that, you know, I would even know where to start with that. So I'm guessing that that's what Halft can help me with.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I was, I was going to do the shameless plug for Hulft right there, but, uh, thank you for helping out. That's, uh, exactly. That's, that's where we like to help. And our primary goal is to help you unlock that data. But right along with that, it's to help you put that data out to make it most useful in a manner where you're not risking life and limb to do that.
0: Yeah. And you're, and you're protected and you feel protected, which I think is, you know, the key to a lot of this discussion around data. You know, we're talking about data. We're talking about the importance of data, but really to get into the root of, you know, what shippers are concerned about, what companies are concerned about with that, with, you know, mining that data because they're not only mining that data for themselves, they're mining it to collaborate. And that's, I think, where, you know, maybe that hesitation should be or could be. So that sort of takes me into the next question, because I wanted to ask you, you know, who and why should a company work with Hulft? I mean, when we talk about business and we talk about supply chain, there's the small to medium-sized enterprises, there's the large companies, and sometimes we fail to really get a good handle on what companies will help with what. You know, some Mm -hmm. innovation, some tech are good for small to medium size. Some are good for large enterprise. And I think it's a good idea to really get an understanding of who you work with and what size of company would be the best um, or sort of your target market of who you work the best with.
1: Sounds good. So most of our customers are the uh, small to medium manufacturers, uh, small to medium retailers. The, the, the big guys have a sense of I can take this on myself. And so that's fine with us. If they uh, ask us for help, we absolutely can. But a lot of times there's that, uh, um, exuberance or uh, maybe arrogance, I don't like to use that word, of taking it on themselves versus the little guy, the, the scrappier, the more uh, agile-focused uh, customers, they're the ones that find us. Their goal is to make use of their tools and make money or create new partnerships Faster so that they can gain the benefit. And so that's where we come in. So small to medium business is uh, the way I would answer that. And as far as the who in small to medium business, we actually are usually being introduced to the IT guys. The, as I call them, the OT, the operational guys are the ones, the, the plant manager the the loading dock uh, managers the actual tool manufacturing folks they're the ones that mostly come to us with specific cases saying hey help me here help me make this work how can you uh, affect change for me to make my life easier and from there we will bring them to the big, uh Fortune one thousands, uh who's generally creating the creating the the demand and having the little guy react to it um will bring the little guy in to not only be able to compete, but uh most of the time to win uh more than their fair share. So small to medium uh, uh companies and majority of the time it's the OT organization, not so much the IT.
0: I love that because it's all about winning together, you know, and, and making sure that everybody can stay competitive. And especially in sort of this climate, I think that that's hugely important. Is there any specific industries or is it is it just across any supply chains?
1: Right now, we're focusing on manufacturing and we're focusing on uh, healthcare because there's a lot of similarities in the fact that there is huge supply chains. There's a lot of data silos. There's a lot of uh, solutions that are amortized across 20 and 30 years. So the ability to update, upgrade every three does not exist. And so there's a lot of room for us to help where we're not having to convince you of necessarily uh, that we're the, the, the people that can help. We're just there fighting in the trench alongside of you to where you see, based on what we've done for others and based on communicating throughout your own ecosystem, you see our potential.
0: Great. Now you've you've already communicated some of the key benefits that companies would have, you know, working with you, and what that means to their businesses. Are there any more key benefits that you can you can think of that that companies would uh, benefit from working with Holt?
1: Absolutely. Let me let me uh, m- let me make this a little bit more personal. There's a, uh, there's a customer I'm working with right now, and they've got an employee. We're going to call him Bob. And Bob's entire job every single day is to show up at the office 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day and get yelled at by everyone upstream in the supply chain who feels that for whatever reason they didn't get their order the right way or the quantity correct or whatever it was that uh, Bob Bob's company was going to do for them. And so Bob's current take on the situation is to first spend several minutes apologizing and then run around and try to find what happened. If we can automate the supply chain to where those customers can look through Bob's systems to resolve a lot of the questions themselves, then then the downstream customer feels uh, empowered. They feel that they can gain control and accountability faster. Therefore, the time to market is much faster. And Bob doesn't have to say, I'm sorry. Bob instead can say, hey, I'm glad I was able to help. That changes the perspective, that changes the morale of an organization, and that changes the entire focus of partnering with your with your supply chain versus the the back and forth of grievance.
0: Yeah, and I think you have a more recent unique example um, in in OEM, I believe. Um, can you give us just a maybe a high level quick synopsis, maybe not mentioning any names, um, of how they are? Enabling their suppliers to better, uh, supply them with parts.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we've got a, uh, company that, uh, we're working with right now, um, that, uh, provides, uh, uh, 20,000, uh, products to their customers every single day and they do this seven by twenty four by three sixty five uh round the clock and they provide these parts to the top three automakers on earth and uh so whenever there's shortages whenever there's uh, rundowns whenever there's blowouts when whenever there's a truck that doesn't show up or something like that the bobs of the world hear it. And so we're taking data out of their ERP. We're taking data right off of their MES. We're taking data right off of their sensors and we're providing it to the big three in a dashboard that the big three can then act on the information immediately. And so what's happening is, is forming a much tighter, much more cohesive supply chain to where the customer is now able to progress sales to where they couldn't before because the demands of the other channel were just such that they didn't think they could fulfill it. So in answering one question, we've been able to generate an entire new line of business that's brought out uh, uh not only more market share, but more potential and uh, help is helping uh, our customer grow.
0: That's great. And I think it's an important example to show um, because a lot of times, and I've spoken about this a few times on past shows is a lot of times in supply chain or between vendors and buyers, there's a lot of blame game or there has been blame game happening. Absolutely. And now I believe with, everything that's coming out about data and how we can use that data to really work together, we're going to minimize that. And I think that is super important, especially when it comes to a large company working with various different vendors, um, whether they're small, medium-sized, large, every change that they make is impacting that vendor. And, you know, they're squeezing that vendor. And sometimes that vendor can handle it and sometimes it can't. But if we can bring in solutions like this as as far as the data is concerned and work better together, those companies are better off and they're going to be able to survive.
1: Absolutely. If we can minimize the misunderstandings, and the misunderstandings happen because people are not looking at the same data, they're not looking at data that's been federated, which means in, in very simple layman's terms, it's data that has been negotiated that both sides are seeing the exact same piece of paper at the exact same time with the exact same trust of the information on it. If we can minimize that friction, we create a lot more, uh, a lot faster time to market and a lot more opportunity for both customer and their customers to then uh, create new value streams.
0: Absolutely. So let's get into the future for Hulft. Um, What's next for you guys? What are you working on? Uh, What can we expect to see from you?
1: So, I, I'm not sure how much of a, a right I have to talk about this, but, uh, just in being passionate about this, I, I'll say so. One of the things we've, we've pretty much stayed to company premises and dealt directly with, uh, um, Specific customers. One of the things that I'm really excited about is to take our solutions into the cloud where companies can trial them real time uh, just based on the ability to pick up across somebody's app store or something like that affect uh, change. And then move on. So I guess more of a, more of a shot into public domain and public cloud and, and those kind of operations. I think that's more of what's next for us. And I'm excited about that because it brings so much more of a dynamic and so much more uh, ability to help even the smaller guys.
0: Absolutely. So I am excited to see what you guys are working on next and follow you uh, to see where that goes. But to my listeners, is your data house in order? Don't get left behind because data is your key to staying competitive and ahead of the competition. So do something about your data mining today. Thank you so much to Vivian and the team at HALF for making this happen. I will have all of the contact information at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season 2 dash episode 41 or you can visit their website and that's at www.hulftinc.com so thank you so much for Dimitri, to dmitri or to you dmitri for coming on the show today
1: no problem thank you for having us uh, really enjoy the show um looking forward to the next episodes
0: if you liked this episode, go and check out my two-part technology series with Eric Johnson from JOC. That is at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 24 and 25. Well, next week is my final episode of the year of 2018. And we are going out with a bang in my Woman in Supply Chain series, part 13 with Catherine Cooper of World Connections. You're going to want to listen to that one. She has had an incredible journey. She talks about diversity. She talks about her journey. And there's so much value, so much that she's going to share with you in that show. So make sure to stay tuned and check that out. If you want to support the show, there's a few ways that you can do that. Go to letstalksupplychain.com on the homepage, sign up for my newsletter. You will receive latest trends. Updated uh, and new episodes plus job listings and so, so much more. Please, if you have a minute, go to iTunes, rate and review the show so other people can find it. Uh, third, I have a supply chain dictionary. It's 107 pages full of acronyms and definitions that you will need to succeed in supply chain. So you can go check that out at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. And finally, go to ships.com. That's ship com. Fill in your information. You will be one of the first to know about the platform that I am working on. Thank you so much for all your love and support over this last year. I wish you do nothing but the best in this holiday season and remember everybody ship happens